this episode, we talk about closing the sale, your drive getting in the way of relationships, and something insane happens in the middle of the street. Take a step back, this way I don't have to move, but you can get more of it. What's that? Move over. And what number is this? 142. 142. And hey everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 142 of the Ask Gary V Show. A little gloomy here in the city, but my heart is not gloomy as I've just landed from Indianapolis on a tremendous weekend. Went to an amazing wedding, flew into Indy on connecting flights, grinded, got there, and then the payoff came through as the New York Jets stunned the Indianapolis Colts. You know, Andrew Luck was 14 and 1 coming off of losses. Pretty excited. I'm in a good mood. That 10 and 6 prediction that you all made fun of is starting to look a little bit better. I think this team is better than people think. I'm excited. I know a ton of you are Eagle fans. Looking forward to smashing your faces in this weekend. Though the official prediction comes later in the week and we'll see what that's all about. So live in New York, uh, and some other exciting news. India is finally back after being away for six and a half months. That was yeah, a long, long trip. Yeah. It was a really long trip. It was. Got a pretty rad t-shirt on. Are these now available for sale? I know we paid like $4,000 to have this come. Or is it up by the, like now? It's up, all right, so uh, Stefan, link that up. Link it in Facebook and YouTube. And also play this little clip that happened yesterday after the Jets game. Shut up! Let's go, Ed! Shh, shh, shh. One more time! Alright, India. We're a little rusty doing this. Uh, let's get into the show! Jordan asks, I've been hustling since the age of 14. I now work 12, maybe 15 hours a day. I love what I do, but sometimes I fear my drive works against me, particularly when it comes to getting in the way of relationships with friends. How do you deal with that? I can't switch off. Yeah, I mean, this is something I struggle with as well. I mean, when you're on 24-7, 365, it, it's difficult to shut down. It's difficult to change from, uh, you know, in the zone to in the zone. And, and it re works in reverse, Jordan, I'm sure, right? Like, right now it's hard for me to re-trigger back into the work zone off the high of the sports brain that I was rolling with over the weekend. Look, I, I think that, I think that, Actions speak louder than words, and if these relationships matter to you, you're gonna figure out how to hack and figure it out. It's as simple as that. There's just nothing else to say. Hello. Uh, and so, you know, you've got to put in the work. You've got to learn how to shut down. I mean, sometimes it takes an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. Maybe some sort of routine. You know, working out has been a good transition period for me. You know, that's worked for me in the past or in the in the recent times. Something that lets you transition. Or what I tend to do. Hey, little man. Um, no, no worries. Uh, I think that uh, another thing that I did that was kind of strategic was I rated and ranked my relationships and then when I was segueing into off of work mode into a weekend or the holidays, I would, um, I would actually schedule meetings according to 
what I thought of them. So like my mom would be later than maybe a solid friend because then I'd feel like I was in the rhythm of that zone. So uh, I, I think you've got to hack and make it work for you, but your actions are louder than your words, meaning you can't have the excuse of my brain is always on. It means that you've chosen your business, your entrepreneurship, and your ambition over those relationships, which by the way, and this is not super popular, I, I find that to be okay. I don't think it's noble, I don't think it's nice, it's just a reality. And there's a lot of people that do it. Uh, you know, Especially as you look higher and higher up the, the pyramid, you look at the Oprahs and the Michael Jordans, uh, you know, this is, this, these are the choices that people make. And so, uh, I think you've gotta make yours. And I think that you need to live your life and not take the judgment of all these people However, uh, you know, just accomplishing your goals, the monies, the sports teams, uh, the whatever they are, to have that by yourself and not to share that with the people you love the most, I think is a fairly lonely place and you need to keep that into serious consideration. Sahil asks, why did you stop forcing people to ask questions from Instagram? This is a great question, Sahil. I actually picked this out and sent it to the team. Uh, because I felt that I finally had picked up my rhythm and momentum on Instagram. If you look back at the point when I was really pushing that narrative as a function of this show, I was hovering in the 30, 40, 50,000 follower range. Not that following matters, but don't forget on Instagram it matters a little bit more because I feel the attention graph is there and everybody's seeing everything. So I'd rather have 100,000 there than maybe a million person email list or a million Twitter followers. So I was believing in Instagram. I knew I needed to build it up and really I created a function on this show to create more awareness, more behavior, more interaction between me and you and Instagram and you and your friends on Instagram finding out about me on Instagram. So it was very tactical, very strategic. Uh, I stopped asking because I feel as though uh, I've gotten to a place where I've got a better cadence of momentum. There's ads now. Uh, I don't want to create unlimited friction with you and, the, and myself. So like, I want you to be able to ask questions the way you want to ask them. Uh, so it was a, a strategy in a moment of time for three to four months. I executed what I needed out of it uh, and I move on to the next strategy. And the reason I picked this question is I want to make it very evergreen to everybody uh, and make them understand that strategies have life cycles. What worked for you three, four years ago or three, four months ago or three, four days ago can be debated and switched. And I, I, I think way too many people find something that works for them and they milk it until there's nothing left in the cow. Charles asks, what service do you use to make these amazing images? Charles, that's a very, very good question. This one's super easy. This uh, speaks to something I believe, which is scaling the unscalable. Every time people ask me about image quotes, this one, and this one, you got some work today, Stefan, and this one, uh, people always tweet and they're like, what app do you use, what do you do? Nope, just use the great Andrew and Zach design team, mainly Andrew now, who also designed this amazing t-shirt. Buy it now! And so, you know, really what I'm doing there is just scaling the unscalable. You know, there is no app. Everybody thinks everything's gotta be so scalable. No, this is done by hand. I have a design person. Obviously, look, and it's interesting, I have debated turning it into an app and opening it up to everybody, uh, but uh, for now it's just done by hand. Uh, there's a lot of texting. I'll actually put, do I have my phone? Yeah. There's a lot of texting that goes on between me and Andrew where I just get a thought uh, and, here, I'll just get ready, uh, D-Rock. I don't know, if is, are you gonna wanna have my, uh, are you gonna wanna have my phone? No, I'm not gonna give it to you, so because you're not gonna be there, so you can't do it like you'd like to normally edit. But let's just find Andrew. And, okay. Yeah. See it? 
So there you go. You could have been a bus with an image of me from the Monday morning video in the background and a smaller font saying, watch the video now. I mean, you know, and then it happens. Good old fashioned thoughts and execution. Keep it simple. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Where was I going there? I feel, like, I feel like I was about to go into some sort of like, uh-huh. Igor asks, when is it okay to lie in business? That's interesting. Uh, the 14-year-old version of me would have said, anytime, all the time, go for it. You know, I, I think the answer is never. I, I don't see any value prop. I, I think that having self-confidence and believing that you could do something you've never done before uh, is a great thing for business. Uh, but I think you gotta lay those cards out to the person that's making that decision. You can't say we've executed a campaign like this before, sorry. You can't say uh, uh, I've done this before, I've sold this before. What you can say is I truly believe I can do it because of these things. Um, but uh, faking the funk uh, has diminishing returns, uh, puts you in a curious spot. And, uh, and when you define it as lying versus a slight little embellishment, uh, or a little bit of hyperbole. When you, when you go to lying, I, I think that has no place uh, in the business world or in life. And, and take it from somebody who grew up a liar. It was very tough for me as a kid to break that habit. This is one of the disproportionate reasons I value my, my dad's fatherly advice. He really snapped me out of it. It's taken me a long time. Uh, I truly believe it's the reason that most people struggle with, uh, with consuming me at first and don't know how to take me because I do think there's a lot of bullshit DNA that I started with, but I chipped away, chipped away. Um, and, uh, and that's a scoop. No, no place. Video? Yeah, I got headphones. We're really hacking this show together. Yeah. What's up, man? Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Adam K. Adam, that was pretty amazing. Thank you for doing that. That was stunning. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Holy shit, that was awesome. <laughs> that, that was unbelievable. Uh, you just witnessed one of the great humble brag, lucky moments of all time. All right, that was insane. All right, here we go. Hey Gary, what's going on? Sean Mitchell here. I've got a sales question for you. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've lost two really big deals that I was anticipating closing. Um, on the first call, I felt like I did a really solid job at uncovering their challenges and matching up our product's solution to those challenges. But on the second call, they ended up not moving forward and it was a huge surprise to me. So what is your advice to try and minimize the surprise? No, thanks so much. Great question. Uh, don't steal my headphones, idiot. Uh, come off a six-month vacation and steal my headphones. Uh, first of all, and I think AJ's better at this than me, I always think we're gonna win the sale because I'm so good at being a salesman, uh, but one of the great ways to not be surprised on uh, losing a sale is to never think you've got it. Uh, I think that's actually a stunningly interesting uh, 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 aspect of it. Um, I, so I think not buying into your own bullshit uh, or hype is important. I also am a big fan of back channeling. Uh, I do think that you could have been emailing and contacting the clients. Some clients are turned off by that. Others can really give you some information. It depends on your relationship with that client. Um, 
But, but, but really the truth is, it's very tough to mitigate this. I mean, that's the game, right? That's the, that's the high of sales. You go in for the kill, and you don't know necessarily if you've made it happen or not. And so I think teetering expectations, trying to communicate back channel during the time, sometimes the squeakiest wheel gets the oil, uh, sometimes the squeakiest wheel gets taken off and replaced by a wheel. It's just a way you've got to figure out your own cadence, your own touch. Uh, I'm a big fan of, I always say, I like things sold before I start selling them. So if you're going in for pitches, you know, a lot of times I like having relationships, putting out content before those things. Um, I, think, uh, I think that's uh, really uh, an important variable in sales, which is fundamentally selling before you're actually going in for the sale. I do believe an answer on the Ask Gary Vee show will, will lead to a, a business opportunity in the future. That's selling before selling. Um, and so that's it. I mean, you can do what you can do before the fact, but once you're in the game, you can back channel a little bit, you can teeter your expectations, but you've gotta let the results play out the way they will. That's a good show. I think people really like when I'm in New York City. I think I'm gonna start grabbing people too, just randomly. I interacted, I don't know if you noticed a little bit more, including what I know so many of you thought was a planted person. I just hope they believe, that was unbelievable. Uh, statement of the day. Uh, just tell me about what you think about this show. Tell me about what you think about this setting. I'm thinking about getting outside a little bit more, especially with the winter. Uh, you know, I get a. What's he rock? What was that face? You can talk. You're soft, D Rock. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.